Bacon smells nice. Bacon. So does all day breakfast with Matt and Alex. Yes, thank you very much for joining us. Two of the officially nicest smelling men in radio, uh, Matt O'Kine. Um, have pe- people, I remember people used to line up and pay to give you a sniff. Yes. Uh, noses would really rustle up against my underarm hairs. Uh, they called me the nostril tickler <laughs> with <laughs> the, the underarm hair. And I tell you what, if we worked on commercial radio breakfast, that would be his name. But thank you very much for joining us here <laughs> on All Day Breakfast. Very, very big show today. Not only because we are, uh, yeah... Because Matt O'Kine has had something momentous happen to him, which we'll get to in a moment. But also, we are about to launch the next biggest song in Australian history, Matt O'Kine. Uh, people have suggested and sung us the songs that they just sing around the house, the mundane little task songs that come to mind as you're uh, getting through life. And we've got a very special guest who is going to be judging which one we should turn into a real life song. Yeah, if there's one person that has all of the agency when it comes to making big decisions about who's going to make it and who's going to break it, it is Ian Dicko Dixon. Dicko! You may remember him from uh, the being, or he was a mean one, let's face it. He the was a mean one. judge so... on... On Australian Idol. Hopefully he's not too tough on our uh, contestants. We asked you who the finalists will be. We'll get to that later on, but be prepared because Dicko is about to join your boy, Alex Dyson, and the armpit nostril tickler on another episode of All Day Breakfast. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Now, those of you who listen extremely closely to Matt and Alex's All Day Breakfast or just turn the sound up very, very loud might be able to pick up the most subtle audio difference in today's show, and that is because Matt O'Kine is not in the studio he usually broadcasts from. And Matt O'Kine, why is that? Oh, had to get the test. <gasps> the COVID test. The dreaded test. Yeah, it's um, it's terrifying feeling to you know to have to to you know you weigh up a lot of stuff in your head, Alex Dyson, and and yeah, you probably I mean you might have even just heard a bus go past. Then, by the way, there's uh, there's all sorts of clanging happening around me, um, the various ongoings of life as it, it needs to resume around you. But uh, yeah, went out yesterday afternoon, got the test. Interesting. And is that because you just got back from the Ruby Princess, or why did you? <laughs> Are you close to a known contact? What's going on? Well, I mean... Are you working at Cedar Meats? What's happening? It's it's funny because I, uh, you know, I ummed and ahed a little while about it. It's a weird sort of experience to decide whether you're going to go for the test. But look, I I didn't want to be... A super spreader. It's my, it's my greatest fear, to be completely honest. So you don't want to want the old Okine cluster, do you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to be a hypocrite. I'd blame Tom Tilly. I'd, po- I'd point my finger at Tom <laughs> Tilly. You know, making his studio contagious. So I thought, all right, look, uh, I I've got a little tickle in my throat. Uh, I'm going to go out and do the right thing and get tested. So that's what I did. I documented the whole experience. Okay, well, let's have a listen to uh, Matt O'Kine going and getting a COVID test. Well, the sky is blue, the sun is shining, the air is cool, and I'm off to get a COVID test. Just walking down to my local now, there's actually a pop-up testing centre that's opened up just around the corner from me, which is... um, 
Well, convenient at a time like this, we can walk the back street to minimise my contact with anyone else. Although there is a pigeon standing very close to me, waddling next to me right now. Maybe it's going to get tested too. As far as symptoms go, I don't got any funky toes. I can still smell okay. Oh, believe me, I can smell okay. My daughter Sophia just did a big poop. So no problem with my nasal receptors. Check my temperature as well. It was 35.6 on the last check. That's very reasonable. I don't have too shortness of breath any differently than my normal unfit self. So yeah, just got a sort of a sore throat. I mean, more than a tickle, less than stabbing pains. Maybe a dull ache, I'd say, in my throat. They say make sure you get tested at the slightest sign. So that's what I'm doing. It's better to be safe than a super spreader. Yikes. After all the crap I gave Tom Tilly <laughs> for uh, sharing a studio with him, I'm the one who's now going to be buckled down at home. Okay, so I've just followed the signs to the COVID walk-in clinic. It's very empty, eerily empty. Um... I can see some people sitting at nurses behind a screen. I think someone's getting tested. Other than that, I'm just going to approach and ask. Hi, I would like to get tested. I um, am just recording this audio, the process. Is it okay if I record the audio? No, no, it wasn't okay. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, uh, you know, when it comes to... <laughs> Health, uh, you know, mass testing. Patient <laughs> confidentiality. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, that's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't mind uh, <laughs> doctors having a rule, no recording <laughs> while we're there, both audio and video. The thing is, I the, the lady behind the counter said, um, said, sorry, so why are you recording? And I, and I had to make <laughs> it sound... So I said, oh, look, um, I put on my best journalist voice. I said, yeah, uh, oh, well, I'm actually with the media. And she said, um, what media? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, um, I, have a, I have a morning podcast. <laughs> and she goes, you're a comedian, aren't you? <laughs> she thought you're one of the uh, thousands who have just started their own podcast and now claiming they're from the media. She goes, yeah, you're a comedian, aren't you? And I said, yeah, I, I do some comedy. She goes, yeah, I saw you live. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in that case, I'm, it's Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. She's like, yeah, okay. Right. I'll give the, she made a few calls. Absolutely no no media, which is fine. Completely fine. And the test is the swab up the nose? Oh, up the nose. Mate, <laughs> scratching the back of me skull. I tell you what, <laughs> they took a deep dive. You would have needed one of James Cameron's fancy machines to get as deep <laughs> as they went on this in one of my nostrils. Whoo, mammy. I was, um, it was so funny because the lady handed me a bunch of masks. She goes, look, you know, you are symptomatic because you've got a sore throat. Um, so you're going to need these when you leave here. And then she also handed me a folded up tissue. And I was chewing gum and I said, oh, what's the tissue for? Is this like, should I spit out my gum? And she goes, uh, we usually give those to people for the tears. And I was like, oh, all right. And I was thinking, oh, people, this must be really distressing and everything for people. Like they must be quite upset that they have to go get tested and stuff. And then anyway... A bloody swab down the nostril later. I swing my head back up, tears rolling down my my <laughs> cheeks, and she's like, "There you go, 
it's not for the gum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so All righty. Well, we're going to Australia waits now to see if Matt O'Kine tests positive. I mean, oh. I hope not, Matt. I hope you're not. I hope not too. I really don't think I am, but I am waiting for the results. <laughs> Apparently you can get them texted to you now uh, and emails. So I'm going to be looking for every single, just waiting. Just quietly, I don't think you are either. I mean, it sounds like it's a pretty mild Simpsons. The old, the old lemon and herb Simpsons <laughs> hey, worth hey, of. Uh, <laughs> hey, you can't be too careful. You're like my, you're like my partner Belle. Oh, geez, I come home from the testing clinic. I got the mask on. I'm like, <laughs> and I've got my phone out, right? And and she goes, oh, what happened? I said, oh, I just got went and got got tested. And then, and then I pressed something on my phone and it just played a little bit of that audio that I that I'd recorded mm. before. And she goes, oh, you're not going to play it on the radio, are you? And I said, well, it's, I've got to talk about my experiences. And she goes, oh, great. Now I'm going to have all these people messaging me. Oh, are you okay? Is, is Matt contagious? And, so, and I'm like, hello, <laughs> I, could be, I could have COVID here. No, why does anyone care? All right, well, let's wait uh, wait with bated breath to see whether Matt O'Kine uh, passes or fails the test uh, or whether the O'Kine household will be the new Diamond Pearl <laughs> or whatever the hell those ships are called. <laughs> All of them are gross. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. So, Matt, since the start of this whole lockdown situation... Your boy, Alex Dyson, DJ Snorlax, uh, Mary Droppins, the peri-peri drizzler, has lost all of his DJ sets. Um, yeah, no gigs, man. It's pretty hard times, isn't it, for a performer? You don't got to tell me. The comedy scene, there's not many laughs around that that place either. Not at all, um, particularly in this podcast. But <laughs> so I've had to look outside the traditional realms of DJing. I mean, I've been lucky enough to DJ at places like Splendor in the Grass before, Hot Dub Wine Machine, did a tour around the country there, playing in places in Perth like the Left Blank Jack Rabbits in Canberra, Mr. Wolf, you know, uh, Bimbo's in Melbourne is really cool. You've DJed for Boilermakers gigs before. I've even DJed for uh, some incredible Boilermakers gigs supporting Code of Conduct on their tour, which was pretty big as well. But all of that is toast. So I have been uh, delving a little bit deeper and I think I have found a new gig for me to play. Um, I do love bringing the, the rave bangers and I think Cairns is the place that suddenly DJ Snorlax can make his triumphant return because I just saw in the news that the Cairns Regional Council received approval from Environment Minister Susan Lay to use noise and lights to try and disperse about 5,000 spectacled flying foxes from roosting in the trees near the city's library. So that is it, Matt. <laughs> the rave is back. <laughs> I, uh, I called up the Cairns City Council to sort of offer my services if they're dispersing bats. They need some sounds and lights. I've got my strobe at home. I've got my subwoofer. You're pretty good at dispersing crowds as well, you know. <laughs> Many a dance floor has been cleared <laughs> when Alex Dyson has jumped on the ones and twos. And so I thought, why not try and get uh, get that uh, that career back on track by uh, heading to Cairns and dispersing a few flying foxes. Um, unfortunately, uh, the Cairns City Council uh, wanted nothing to do with me. Uh, they <laughs> refused to comment on it. Maybe it's because environmental groups have been questioning uh, the government's decision to approve the relocation given 
the fl- spectacled flying foxes are endangered. You know, we want to k- take care of the flying foxes. I would hope that uh, my DJ sets would be uh, an enjoyable thing rather than uh, than a yeah a grievance on the flying foxes. But the Kansas City mm. Council didn't want to talk to it. Apparently, it's near the library. We called the library. They weren't prepared to comment. So, uh, in order to see whether this idea does have merit, does have legs, does have wings, we thought, why not skip these human bureaucrats and head straight to the uh, the mayor of the Flying Foxes themselves in Cairns and uh, actually talking to Rupert Skinwings, uh, who joins us from a Moreton Bay fig uh, in the middle of Cairns. Hello, Rupert. Hi. Uh... G'day, it's me, Rupert, the speckled flying fox. I thought you were a spectacled flying fox. I am both. I am speckled and I wear glasses. Now, Rupert, uh, you are in Cairns at the moment. What made you choose Cairns as a, as a cool place to be a flying fox? Oh, because I love Cairns. Drinking them and places that are named after them. Uh, it's also warm and there's heaps of backpackers. I steal their fruit from their backpacks. On your Rupert. Now, this is pretty interesting. The council don't like you being in the middle of town. Have you had sort of troubles with the landlords before? Oh, they are big. I try to shit on them. Always try to poop on them at all costs. The only problem with... I'll tell you what, the problem with being... Sorry, sorry. That's a flying fox. You're hanging upside down half the time. You try and poop on someone, and then it all goes on you. Guess. It's not like a bird. These pigeons have got it easy. <laughs> Occupational hazards of being a bat there. Um, ah, hey, hey, a flying fox. What? I'm a spectacled flying fox. Yes, I'm a mega bat, but we're trying to we're trying to take the attention away from the whole bat thing at the moment. I don't know if you've seen the papers, but it's not... <laughs> Not hot being a bat right now, my friend. No, okay, sorry. Sorry, a mega bat. Well, Rupert, I'm thinking of doing a DJ set in Cairns uh, to help out the city council. Do you think it would help disperse you and your kin uh, in Cairns? Do you reckon more bats would come and uh, and rock out to the uh, the rave music? Oh, mate, I've seen you on the ones and twos on the uh, platters of matter. I reckon the whole bat community, I mean, the flying fox community, (laughs) will be out here. Just loving it. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you know why they want to relocate us. Do you know where they want to take us to? Where the council, the swamp. They want to relocate us to the swamp. You know what one of our predators are? Crocodiles. Oh. Do you know how much more likely you are to see a crocodile at the swamp than you are on the main streets of Cairns? Huh? Why doesn't the council live in the bloody swamp? Why don't they go and relocate their offices? A bunch of crooks. I mean, I mean, do you know what the craft thing scene is where we are right now? A surprisingly good point there from a man pretending to be a bat. Um, uh, <laughs> now, Rupert, do you want do you want any requests? Because I put the word out to, to the rest of your flying foxes, and this is the the biggest request from people uh, in the trees in Cairns. What does the fox say? Is that what the flying fox says as well? That's that's that that song is the. Is uh, is a stain on our existence. It is what crazy frog is to frogs. What <laughs> what that is to foxes to us. Okay, well, I promise not to play any Ilvis uh, when we uh, we do DJ in cans. Well, Matt, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's Matt? 
Rufus. Oh, do you know, Matt? Do you know the uh, the ringtail possum, Matt, that comes around here every Thursday night to play um, fairy poker? Yeah, I yeah. I, that must have been who I got confused with. Uh, Rupert, the flying fox uh, from Cairns. Thank you very much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast. We'll catch you later. Yeah, bye. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Matt O'Kine, it all comes down to this. I feel It feels a bit like Australian Idol, The uh, what we've been doing here on the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast podcast, and that is taking people's everyday songs that they make up on the spot and sending it out to the world where potentially they could become a huge aria sensation. And I tell you what. Do you know what? I'm jealous of these guys. I really am. Um only because I was at Dad's place a little while back, found the old uh, burnt CD in the uh, spare room. Had a little, uh, had a little, little photo of me, a little selfie that I took in a athletic singlet. Yeah. Um, printed up a little, a little bio for your boy. Uh, my artist name was Matty O. M A T Y hyphen O O H exclamation mark. Oh, that's, and, that's clever. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got a few, uh, collected a few rejection letters from some of the big labels. You sent it out. Did you attach your pubes to this one or just your <laughs> just your web series? <laughs> if you missed that episode, that's a, that's a really good anyway, reference. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm going to say is it was all in an endeavour to get some radio play, to get recognised, to get a big producer on board to some of my tunes, and I never got it. That is it. Well, you maybe needed some hosts to get involved. We've had people singing many different things over the last little while. Sarah uh, had this, I mean, who could forget her track uh, here, I'm a Little Cat. I'm a Little Cat, I'm a Little Cat, I'm a Little Cat. Uh, backed up by her partner Mitch, uh, the uh, the kitten sisters. I think their artist name is Together. <laughs> I mean, we had we, we had this incredible one again. Pets making up a big part of this song. Uh, Ellen's song about her two dogs. Bonesy and Jerry, Jerry and Bonesy, together they're Jonesy. And I've got to say, without a word of the lie, a lie, that was stuck in our heads most of last week. <laughs> I've been singing, I'm still singing it now. We put all of our entrants on the Matt.and.alex Instagram so you could uh, tell us which one you thought should be in our final three. Who came third behind Guy and Nolsey? Cosima. DeVito? Or was it Paulini? I uh, can't remember. That was a big year. I mean, Millsy was in there that year. Um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. But we asked you there to uh, let us know what you thought. KLP uh, got in touch. Uh, little Cat for sure. Um, Kira Morrison says, I never know what I'm doing and now I can't sing, stop singing along to this Don't Know What I'm Doing song. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Oh, I've stuffed it. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> From Karen who had quite a fortuitous blunder uh, given the uh, the uh, subject matter of her song. Uh, the bouldering biologist said it's a tough one between I don't know what I'm doing and good vacuum, which was from Kate Middleton. Mm, 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 mm. She's a good vacuum. She don't make no fuss. She's gonna pick up all that dust. Mm. Uh, which is a great one as well. And yeah, it comes down to the final three. And I'm very, very happy to say, Matt O'Kine, that the last two we heard, I don't know what I'm doing from Karen and Kate Middleton's good vacuum are in the final alongside 
someone else who got a bunch of votes, one of which just emojis of a bin. It was Brendan from Perth. The bin goes up and the bin goes down to the end of the street and I'll turn around. Do I go left? Do I go right? Hang on, I need to turn around. (laughs) I love the turn around. At the end of that. It is one of those real country ballads, you know, and you know they always pull at the heartstrings and you can really tell that this person's life, I mean, it's a metaphor for life, isn't it? You're driving along, you don't know which direction to go and sometimes you just need to pull a three-point turn and pull that garbage truck around. Got a bit of Slim Dusty, Mm. you know, to a Slim Dust bin. (laughs) You know, you never know. If that wins, we need to uh, make Slim Dustbin <laughs> the, uh, the artist name. All right, well, those are our three finalists. You'll be happy to know we're going to be moving on right now and giving the man himself a call, Ian Dicko Dixon, up next. I smell toast. Well, Matt, it's come down to the final moment. The top three mundane, everyday songs that Australians have submitted in order to be made into a fully-fledged viral banger. And uh, i got to tell you, there's some pretty good finalists here getting ready to be judged. Absolutely, and there's no way that we could do the judging ourselves. Our mere pathetic musical minds could ne'er come close to being able to decide such a crucial Moment in Australian musical history. Absolutely. So we needed to bring in the big guns, someone who's been there at the big decisions. And that's why it is our absolute pleasure to introduce to you right now a former judge on Australian Idol, Mr. Ian Dicko Dixon, joining us right now. Hello, Dicko. Hello, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. It really is. Oh, we're so glad to have you. It's a thrill for us as well, being um, people who watched Australian Idol coming through the years. You sitting on the end of the panel there, um, making the big calls when it's when it sees who's going to Sydney. Can you please tell us some some of your biggest memories from your time at Australian Idol? Well, of course, um, who, who can forget the first opera house um, between Nolsey and. Uh, Australia's favourite Christian virgin, um, and and I that's that's been like eighteen years ago, and I still get asked, did the right person win? Wow! But I think in many ways, music was the winner, wasn't it? You know, oh, it was, and they both went on to do some very very good things. I mean, some people did call it a, a, akin to the you know the great train robbery, uh, Nolsey not <laughs> not making it through with that number one. But I tell you, what, I was literally looking at Australian number ones over the years, and I think what about me was uh, the number one. Aria song of the year in the year it came out. So tell you what, they were both winners. And many people go on to, to big things from Australian Idol. You didn't have to come number one as well. So no, Rob, look, we, Rob no, Millsy we, Mills on, on stage in the oh, musical yeah. a few years ago. But let's not forget, I mean, you know, we've had Jess Mowboy as well, you know, uh, Ricky Lee Coulter, Matt Corby, Lisa oh. Mitchell. So we've gone from commercial radio through to Triple J with our, with our stars, mate. Yeah, that's very true. We uh, we saw some amazing uh, performers uh, while we were at our time at Triple J. But look, Dicko, last week, Big Brother, another <laughs> hit from the 2000s reality Australian TV. It came roaring back onto our screens. Mm-hmm. Has Dicko gotten the phone call? Australian <laughs> Idol 2020 is on. 
No, do you know what? Look, apparently Channel Seven does have the rights for it, but they don't. But they don't. They haven't picked it up yet. But it's look. Do you know what? I'm not sure that they'd they'd ask me anyway because I'm kind of over the hill, and I think they'd go for a big A-list uh, panel of soft cocks these days. <laughs> Well, Dico, you still bring it about like that. I reckon you, you tell it like it is, and that's why that we've got you on board to help us decide these songs. Now, what we did was we got a lot of calls during last week as to the songs people make up as they're just going about their everyday lives, okay, just yeah. on the spot. Because we think that there's a little bit of gold. There's some great melodies that are underutilised in this world. We've whittled it down to a top three and we're going to mm-hmm. play you these songs and you get to put your record label pants back on again. I mean, you spent 20 years working in the biz in both yeah, the UK and Australia. Pants. You never wore pants. No, I, I, yeah, I only wore top half if I could be bothered to get out of bed. But this is excellent. I haven't had any fresh meat in a good 15 years, so I'm ready to go, guys. Okay. Oh, well, we are your butchers, Dicko. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to go hard if need be. Um, if the winner, well, has no, to no, be... he's not wearing pants. Don't go hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, apologies. Uh, let's let's keep it flaccid as we get into the uh, the top three songs. The first one I'm going to play for you here is from a lady named Kate Middleton. Um, no relation, and uh, her song gets sung when she's doing the vacuuming with her Dyson vacuuming. Here we go, Dico. Song number one. She's a good vacuum. She don't make no fuss. She's gonna pick up all that dust. Mm. She's a good vacuum. She don't make no fuss. What are your thoughts there, Dico? I do like the way she's gone the whole sort of ghetto talk jive uh, <laughs> option, but um, she does sound a little bit too white to carry that off for my liking. You know, so. okay, cross cultural barriers when it comes to the music. Potentially, it's a, yeah, a bit there. of cultural appropriation there. I'm afraid. Goodness gracious! Oh, All right. Okay, see, I was—I mean, I, I felt like I'm, I've been enjoying that kind of that bop to it. You know, maybe that's uh, okay. It's actually a little bit Gabriella right. Chilmy, Would you think? Um, n- no, a bit more weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I, maybe I'm just partial to that song, given it's who is uh, the only white person who should be allowed to rap. Okay. You know. <laughs> All right, we'll put that one down. The next one is from Brendan. He's a Garbo from Perth. And obviously you get a lot of time in the uh, in the van to make up a few songs. This one is about him doing the rounds, picking up the uh, the bins, but getting a little bit lost in the process. The bin goes up and the bin goes down to the end of the street and I'll turn around. Do I go left? Do I go right? Hang on, I need to turn around. <laughs> well, that is an absolute classic in my... In my I mean, that you do that wrong... <laughs> Garbage collectors, you know, sometimes are a bit surly. See, in my day, they used to whistle. Oh. I would take this guy any day. Okay. Well, that's... I like that. Oh, interesting. Bin goes up, oh, wow. bin goes down. Exactly right. And repetition, we uh, heard from uh, One Hit Wonder Sam Max saying repetition is key. So uh, that could be a good one for, uh, for Dicko to consider there. The final one is from a lady named Karen, and she sung this song when she didn't know what she was doing. Uh, the interesting, and have a listen here. I'm not sure if you're able to pick it up here, uh, Dicko, but it sounds like she doesn't actually know what she's doing while singing the song as well. Here we go. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Oh, I've stuffed it. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> okay, so that she sort of stuffed up the song whilst singing. She doesn't know what she's doing, so it could be a bit, uh, did, a bit I, meta. I did like the free balling slam poetry that. 
you know, the little ball of confusion was kind of cheer. Yeah, he was charming. He was charming, but it was a reverend, right? I mean, it really happened in the moment. So. And I can really Dicko picture it as a, a new moment, club dance track, Dicko, like a Fisher, like a, a, oh, damn, I've stuffed it just before a massive drop. And then you get the uh, the pumping bass line coming in there. Well, you mentioned Fisher. Of course, losing it was probably another <laughs> bathroom doodle, wasn't it? Let's face it, that it turned into EDM gold, you know. <laughs> could be. Well, Karen's song could be it, which brings us, Dicko, to your, your final thoughts uh, before we go in, I guess, actually, I'll ask you two things. One, your final thoughts on the songs you've heard. And two, do you have a final song that uh, Ian Dicko Dixon sings around the house that you want to throw into the mix? I actually do have one song that I that I always trot out when we're cutting the cat's nails. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, okay, because that's not what I expected to hear. Sorry, <laughs> you, you, you. Well, when we, well, the cat's nails. The, the cat's nails get very long, and and she makes a hell of a racket on the floorboard. So I put, I actually put the towel around him, Gussie the cat, and he looks like a little old lady from a fairy tale. So I think he's a little old lady cat. He's a little old lady cat. He is the cat that knows where it's at. He's a little old lady cat. And it calms him down while I cut his nails. Yes. I've got to tell you, I want to throw this whole competition out the window. Nepotism for the win. Now, I'm going to have to try and make a little uh, little side project featuring uh, that song, Dicko. That is pretty good stuff. <laughs> little but, um, old lady cat is pretty good, isn't it? That is real nice. Yeah. Um, that could be for another... The, a future competition, but we better yeah, go with the three yeah, because the sequel. that's it. Exactly. But we do have the three Complete winners the film clip. Hold, holding on the line. So it'd be pretty sad if we uh, suddenly gave it to you, Dico. So we better get your uh, final one. Do you want to go with uh, Kate Middleton and the Dyson vacuum song? Mm, 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 mm. She's a good vacuum. She don't make no fuss. She's going to pick up all that dust. Mm. Brendan the Garbo. The bin goes up. Then the bin goes down. Or Karen from with I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Oh, I've stuffed it. <laughs> hey, uh, Ian Dicko Dixon, what is your decision? Um, well, I, I do like the first one. I love the confusion in the last one. I can't go past the Garbo song, I'm afraid. I think that's awesome. I think that's it. Congratulations, oh. Brendan from Perth, the big winner of the Monday Song Competition. I've done it. He's done it. Brendan joins us on the line now. Brendan, how are you feeling? Dicko chose you. Oh, I know, right? It was a very tough field to be competing in. Uh, did you have a favourite out of the other two? I did, actually. I quite like the vacuum song, to be honest. I thought that was tough competition. It was a good one. It was pretty damn good, Dicko. Uh, finally, what do you think, now that Brendan is in the music industry, what do you think he needs to watch out for going forward? Uh, unnecessary <laughs> touching from elder executives, really. you got to watch out for that. Okay. <laughs> you can never That's trust him. very... Very important. Yeah, all right, in all industries. Hands, hands on the table. All right, Brendan, uh, keep your personal bubble around yourself now that you're a writer. Sign yourself up with APRA because you have songwriting royalties. Matt and I are going to take your melody and your song and we're going to move forward and produce it up really well and release it. So hopefully in the future you'll have a new ARIA number one behind your belt. Well, I'm looking forward to it being well produced. I mean, my uh, version in my truck was a bit different. 
<laughs> exactly. The acoustics are uh, a little echoey in there, but uh, thank you very much for joining us, and we will catch you later. And Ian Dicko Dixon, always a pleasure chatting to you, particularly as you did uh, don't have the best reception at your house, and you went down the local IGA to have a chat to us. So we appreciate I that. Did. I did. Imagine how weird it looks to see great celebrity, Australia's favourite same day booking, sitting in the car park, singing about little old lady cats. <laughs> That's Welcome why we love you, Dicko. That's why we love you. All the best with it, my friend, and we'll talk to you later. We appreciate it so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Dicko. Well, there you have it. It is all over. The competition is done. We've got to try and whip this one up now, Matt O'Kine. Well, I feel bad for the two losers. That's all right. Maybe we could do three. It'll be the, the full album, full EP. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the greatest hits already. But no, congratulations to Brendan. Incredible stuff. Singing about the bins going up and the bins going down. Our first mundane <laughs> smash hit coming soon. All day breakfast. And that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Massive thank you for... To you for joining us, but also to the lovely staff at the COVID pop-up clinic that <laughs> sorted me out yesterday by jamming things really far into my face. When do we find out the results? Because, you know, it'd be more convenient if you were in, uh, not in your old backyard studio <laughs> talking to me from here, Matt. <laughs> There's buses driving past. I can hear doors <laughs> clanging. I'm so sorry. If this if today sounded weird, I'm sorry. Um, but yes, we, I will find out soon. They said up to 48 hours, so we shall see. I'm hoping to get a text. All right. Well, let's let's cross our fingers for that. Let's also cross our fingers that uh, one of the best and probably the most convenient producer here uh, in Australia, Woods, is going to be able to bring the goods on Brendan's winning track. Uh, when it comes to picking up and putting down the bins. And I'm also going to put a little bit of uh, money on Dicko's uh, song about his old cat <laughs> making the charts alongside it as well. That was excellent. Absolutely massive thank you to Ian Dicko Dixon. Such a legend for joining us. Hey, uh, keep listening over the next couple of days. Not too far away. Our track will be... Uh... Wait, what happened to the music? You're in your backyard studio, Matt. That's why you can't hear it. It's <laughs> still going. Oh, really? And that brings us to the end of the show. What a car crash of an ending for a wonderful show. It's all day breakfast and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.